All right. Hi, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Fuck You Mentality. Today, we're doing an interview with somebody that I met through, yet again, social media. It's it's so lame. I feel like I don't meet people in person, like naturally. I just meet them <laughs> on social media. Hey, we met in person once. Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> um, this person is, I've actually followed her for a, quite some time. I followed her before she really became Hair by Lexi. Um, I followed her when she was kind of like doing like hair and fashion influencing, um, which had always inspired me because I always thought it was kind of cool that she did both. And I I always liked following her. I kept up with her. She was traveling a lot. She was always posting her outfits. Like I remember the OG version of this. Um, But now she's, you know, little, I don't want to say little influencer, but little influencer turned big shot. You know, she's collaborating with another person that I have an interview with on this podcast, um, she just recently moved to Florida. She's been doing a lot. She's done a lot in just a short period of time that I've been following her and then I've met her. So without further ado, I've already said your name, but why don't you tell us who you are? What do you do? What are we doing? Who, what do you do? Like what the fuck's going on? What's oh my gosh. I'm so excited to be in it. Okay. So my name is Lexi Rainbow. I'm a 23 year old hairstylist. I've been doing hair for about, um, three and a half years now out of school. Um, and it's so funny that you mentioned the fact that I was, a fashion like little influence because it feels like it was so long ago and I can't believe I didn't know that you followed me for that long which is so crazy because not many people saw that whole thing I wanted to be the next like I didn't want to do like when so we'll get into the whole TikTok thing and everything but I wanted to be like a fashion influencer for like so long and that's so funny um I still do love fashion but I don't post it as much anymore (laughs) But yeah. What do you do? Like, who are you? Like, what do you offer? Um, so yeah, I started behind the chair when I was 19, almost 20 years old. And I actually always wanted to do like education and I wanted to build a business and a brand. And that's what I've recently been doing this past year. I've been super busy. So um I started coloring content with my best friend Stu. Um, we'll get into like how we met and everything like that. But yeah. I kind of just really make my brand around I'm this is why I wanted to be on this podcast because the, even the name of the podcast is something that I relate to the fuck you mentality that is how I live my life by just fuck you <laughs> it's very um I've never been the type of person to really care too much about what other people think and I I really just say how it is to people and I don't like to sugarcoat stuff even in the salon to clients like I'm not going to sugarcoat it so yeah I get excited especially um being on a podcast with someone else who's so like that um yeah I'm excited about it I um yeah I feel like the social media world has been kind of shifting which has been really nice to see Mm -hmm. um we're finally getting people that are you know, being authentic and cussing and like being assholes and like actually being true to themselves because at yeah. the end of the day, like what I have seen is people that are not true to themselves who end up being kind of facetious online or facetious in person end up falling short. Like I feel like they're, they, they almost become like a sellout because this persona that they started to create on social media ends up not aligning with who they are in real life and they end up burning out. Um, so, and then when people meet you in real life and they're not seeing that same person online right. it's yeah it's a bad it's, weird. it's not a good look no and that was partially uh, why I launched the brand because um to kind of help other people too to feel like it's cool to be who you are you know yes. like it's, it's really awesome to be 
you know, just in an individual, you know, like you don't have to be like every other social media influencer. You don't have to be with every other hair, every other hair person does. It's very important that you create a brand and establish a brand that's based upon you. Yeah, that's really funny that you say that. So um, bringing back to the whole fashion influencer thing, there was this girl that I followed and I looked up to her so much and she was, I just like looked up to her. And I remember um, I DM'd her and I asked her how she got to like where she was and like what I was doing, like, or like what I could do to like be somewhat like that. And the minute she replied, I was like, no, um, she said, that I need to separate my hair page from like my fashion and like myself. And she's like, you have to, you have to choose one or the other. You can't do both. And I remember reading that and I was like, no, don't want to be like you anymore. Never mind. It was, it's, that's when my whole thing switched. And I was like, I'm going to keep doing this the way that I want to do it. And now look where it's gotten me. And it didn't work for a very long time. I consistently did not give a fuck and I kept doing it. And it's just what made me happy is having those two things together Although like hair and hair fashion, I feel like kind of go in together, but it was something that I felt like was me and it broke up my feed and I just really enjoyed it. Um, Yeah. And it really was discouraging to hear someone that had like looked like they had all their shit together be like, no, that's not, you're not doing it right. When there really is no right way to do something. So that's kind of cool to hear because you've only been, you said you've only been doing it for three years. Like you've been only doing, I can't wear these glasses. Mm -hmm. You've only been in the hair industry for three years and um, I've been doing, I've been doing hair for 10 years this year, which is absolutely fucking crazy to say, yeah. but my journey with social media started out before social media, you know, like I, st- my journey to hair started out before social media. So to hear somebody who kind of walked into it, you know, as it was kind of booming, I think mm-hmm. what's so cool is the fact that you started it the way that you should have you know instead of Mm -hmm. starting it the way that it was proposed to before like social media was kind of proposed as as this idea like you you niche down you you talk about one thing you only do one thing you don't show your personality it's just it's a business deal a business yeah yeah all it which which it is but Mm -hmm. kind of beautiful now is that there's all these you know younger even older whoever people that are finally realizing you can create a brand based off of who you are, what you love, what you, what you aspire to be like all these things. So it's so cool to hear, like you had reached out to this person who you idolized, who probably started it, you know, back when Instagram mm-hmm. was that. And to hear that and be like, well, that's kind of lame. I don't want to do that. And now look at you. Yeah. It's yeah. It's really crazy. Um, But yeah, it's a, uh, I think that's why I've, I've always, I've always liked you. And that's why I followed you back then, because I thought it was really neat that you, you posted both. Like I, yeah. I too. What's so funny is I didn't even know you like follow. So I followed your TikTok forever. Yeah. yeah. And I never even like, I just, sometimes like you don't even like, know. I have so many people that follow me on TikTok, but like not Instagram. I just feel like sometimes it just doesn't like correlate. Like you just don't ever know. Oh, sure. So then when I, I was like clicked on, I found your Instagram. And I was like, wait, it says she follows me. I was like, I had no idea she followed me. And then I got like so excited. <laughs> it's um, it's so funny. Yeah, it's so funny now, like looking back and knowing how long I followed you. And I also didn't put two and two together until I followed you on TikTok. And I was like, wait a second, <laughs> same person, you know? Oh my God, I've been following Lexi since she started social media, you know, yeah. like posting 
hair pictures and outfits. And like, I remember traveling and I, I don't know. I remember there was like a couple things that have always stuck out to me. Um, and it's funny now, like we were not, we're, but we both live in the same world, but we do. We live mm-hmm. in this world of like content creation and education and hair and beauty and, and, and not giving a fuck and also raspy voices. Like yes. <laughs> so funny. Like now we live in the same boat, you know? Yes. And I just remember following you back then. But anyway, I'm not going to keep harping about this fucking situation, but yeah. Um, so I do kind of want to talk about that though, because like you started out as what I, what I would look at as like an authentic influencer before authentic influencers became a thing. Mm-hmm. How, how did you navigate that when you started to kind of lean into hair? Like, what did that, how do I word this? So how, how did I kind of turn my, what I was doing shift into it? shifting yeah. into hair education, whatever. Yeah. So yeah, on TikTok, when I first started on TikTok, I didn't want to post anything hair. I didn't even know if I wanted people to even know that I was like a hairstylist on TikTok. Like I just, I wanted to be one of those people who could just talk to a camera and like, just get like, you know, like, you know, I just like wanted to, I used it as just like a funny like page just to post funny videos, which is funny because now that's like kind of what I do now, but in the hair sense. Um, But that's what I love to do. I just like love to post like really like funny videos. And so that wasn't like it. I think at the time I would post hair videos here and there, but I was very self-conscious of my work. And I didn't think back then I didn't know if I ever wanted to do what I'm doing now with hair because I was afraid of what people were going to say. And I was afraid and I, I didn't think my work was good enough. You know, I'd only been doing hair at that time, not that long at all. So changing, I think about 2021 is when I posted my first like hair video I said like how much I made in like a day or something like that and that was my first video from hair to do really well and people were actually saying that my work was really good and that was like a kind of an eye-opening thing for me and I was like maybe I do want to do this and maybe I do want to um post my work and actually almost niche my content into like hairstylists um so I started posting hair videos. And I mean, they did, they did like, well, and I think I had, um, I posted a lot of education at, at first. Um, that was when I started to get my passion for like educating, but it was more so online. I never thought that it would turn into an in-person thing, which, you know, we'll talk about. Um, but yeah, I was more so sitting in front of a camera and like, posting these educational videos and like talking to like a camera like that was a lot easier for me than it is to do um in front of people. So the whole social media thing when it became I feel like I jo- I feel like I started doing it at a great time to where there was not that many influencers that were posting hair education videos at that time. I feel like I joined on that at kind of at like a good time. Um and then that I kind of like had a moment where I wanted to teach my own in-person classes and obviously going into that, you kind of have to not watch what like I'm posting like on social media, but I didn't want to do as much education online anymore. I wanted, I posted my first video of me and my boyfriend and it was a joking video. It was something that I really just loved. I loved like making the video. I love putting the content together. It was like almost just like content creation. I loved filming the funny voiceover. So that goes back to when I first started and how I liked doing that funny content on TikTok. So I feel like that all kind of connected in a way. And that's what got me to where I am today. 
is I started combining like that funny content with my hair styling stuff. And then that's how I got to where I am. And then I started teaching classes on the side. That's where all of my education goes to now is um, towards, you know, our color and content classes. And I want to do online education um, here coming up soon too. So yeah, that is like kind of where I'm at with everything. I feel like I just rambled on forever about that. Oh, but... that's great. <laughs> um, oh, fuck. I just totally lost my train. Of... I had a really I good do that all the time. Fuck. It's the bleach getting to our heads. Oh, man. You said something and I totally, oh my gosh, what did we just talk about? Um, I kind of went on about how, you know, I don't even know. <laughs> uh, um, oh, oh, okay. No, I'm going to ask you. <laughs> um, so I, okay. So I a hundred percent, I share that, sh- that same, I, sh- yes, I share that same struggle with not wanting to merge you know, one, one brand with the other, like mm-hmm. what I posted on Instagram had to be separate from what I posted on TikTok. Yeah. Um, I totally sympathize with that. And especially with even more of my personality coming out, my biggest holdup was what was I going to look like to the professional hair community? Yes, exactly. My thought when I started posting hairstylist stuff on TikTok and everyone does some things so differently and I knew I was gonna get you know shit from people because that was when I first started was a big time of when people still didn't accept that not everyone does everything the same way that was a time when everyone was still kind of like like you're not doing it my way like it's wrong and it's I would I didn't want to go through that but uh but yeah I get that (laughs) do you feel like that like what I guess like what made you realize that you could do that what made you realize like it didn't matter what you posted for the professional? Like I'm talking like brands, like professional. I think that in my brain, and I don't know if this is a good thing or if it's a bad thing, um, but I think in my brain, I just thought that I, I was so young into it that no one was going to look at me anyway. It's kind of where my head was at. And I was like, I'm just going to post whatever I want to and whatever feels comfortable for me because there's so many, I, in my brain, it's, there's so many amazing hairstylists out there that have been doing this for years that if they're going to look at anyone, they're going to look at the people who've been doing it for so long. And that's not really the case, obviously, but that's kind of how I started with that mentality. I was like, I, and I've always been like, if you know my dad, um, he, that's just how my family is. We don't care. We don't care about what, that's how I was raised. Um, my parents, yeah, really, I, just genuinely, they have always told me just to be myself. And that is something that I honestly I'm very thankful for. Um, but yeah. Did your family support you being a hairdresser? Yeah, 100%. And so whenever someone asks me, um, I'll have people DM me and be like, my dad like doesn't want me to be a hairstylist. He doesn't think I'm going to make any money. And I just had a completely different um, I, I, they wanted me to do hair when I was in high school. There was a career center in high school and they wanted me to do it then. And I dropped out because I was like, no, I don't think I'm going to make any money doing this. I don't really want to do it. And then I ended up going to a semester of college and I failed. I failed like, it, I, it was like a chemistry class. It was, I, I mean, it was crazy. It was, I was trying to be an x-ray tech would have never, would have never worked. It was the stupidest thing. <laughs> I just wanted to do it because everyone else was doing it. 
Okay. Everyone else is becoming nurses and shit. So that's what I wanted to do. So, um, yeah, that, so that December, um, is when I decided because I had failed my classes and that was after the first semester, I decided that I was going to go to cosmetology school. So I told my mom and she was so happy. We actually, that was my dad's Christmas gift that year was oh. that I was going to cosmetology school and he was, That's they were so, so happy. Yeah. So it was really great. And now, now you're, you like, why now, now, now I have to know why, like, why were they so excited that you, that you wanted to go to Cosmos? Um, when I was little, I always said I wanted to do it, but it's one of those things in my head where I was like, I, like, I always loved to go. I love the smell in the hair salons. I always, I was getting my hair done for so long. I was wearing extensions since I was like 15. Like I have always, I was asking for doll heads when I was so little and it was just something that I just really like loved um so I think that they just knew that I was really into that and in high school I was really into makeup that never really that never really made it past cosmetology school I realized I like doing my own makeup not other people's (laughs) but yeah they I think they just knew that that was something that I wanted to do my dad also um owns his own business and I think that having one of his like daughters actually doing something to where I could eventually maybe own my own business. I think that was something that he uh, was excited about because he also went to a trade school and yeah. Okay. mm -hmm. Now was your high school a trade school? No. So my, what what does that mean? Like, I went to to a trade school. Like my my high school school was like just, it was just a public school, but they had an option to where you could go to a career center and that's where you could get your cosmetology license in high school. You would just go to high school for like the first four hours. And then the last four hours, you would go to this career center and do your okay. hours for cosmetology. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's similar to ours. Stuff. Ours, our school, it was called a vocational technical high school. Oh, okay. It, it was those two things, but in one. Yeah. Wait, where, where are you from? Delaware. Delaware. I think it's, I think it's so funny because I feel like I recently, um, I, cause you live in California now and I remember seeing something about how you move from Delaware to California and just like, and I feel like I relate to that now because I just left everything in Illinois and completely dropped everything and moved to Florida on my own. So I feel like you're like the only person that I have like seen that I kind of like, that's a hairstylist that's like done that. And it kind of honestly motivated me to do it Good. actually. Mm-hmm. That's a, uh, well, that's, that's nice to hear. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, I do. I want to ask about that because I, so while being the fact that I followed you for so long, um, I remember when you left your salon and Mm -hmm. I also remember when you opened up your suite, your boyfriend helped you build it. Like it was like this thing. And then I remember remember it was like one minute there and like you hadn't posted in a couple of days. I don't know why I remember all of this, but I just, it was a, it was a very hectic, dramatic week of the summer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, can you talk about that? Because like, I'm, I'm posting on social media all the time. So when I'm gone, people typically notice that I'm not there. Yeah, um, I did. So yeah. So this summer I, and you know, I've never, I haven't really like talked about this really. Um, but, and I don't have any problem talking about it and I have nothing against the salon, um, because I truly love a lot of the people that are at that salon. It just didn't work out anymore, I think, because of the direction that my career was taking me. I I, I love that salon. I, I never thought I would have left that salon. 
Um, it just, I had been with the owner of that salon and some of the girls there since I started out. Like I thought of them as like my sisters almost. Um, so when I, in June, I launched, so I launched my classes with Stu back in April. Mm -hmm. And so they were coming up. One of those things where, you know, I, no one really like brought it up ever. Anything that I was doing, they never like said like, oh, congrats. Nothing of that sort ever happened, which I was fine with. I just, I've never been the type of person to take anything personally. Like, I'm just like, oh, I don't want to make anyone else feel bad for what I'm doing. So I'm never going to like bring it up and make anyone else feel bad and make it seem like I'm bragging about what I'm doing because I'm not. So I just never brought it up, never said anything. But anyway, at this time um, in the summer, it was around like June, my social media started taking off. And uh, my first class was June... 12th. It was like that weekend or something. And I was so excited. So I left for my class that weekend and taught in Arizona. And the day I got back, I get a text from my boss and she's like, I need to talk to you tomorrow. And I was like, is everything okay? And she never really responded. And I'm like questioning the message. And I'm like, is everything okay? Like I'm, I get like so worked up if anything's ever wrong, because I don't, I don't know. I just, I didn't know if I did something wrong. So anyway, I get into the salon the next day and she, you know, it just came off very, it just didn't come off good to me. And I am the type of person, if I start to feel uncomfortable somewhere, I will leave right then and there. I am not going to, I put my mental health first through anything. Um, So you'll like hear me like I'll, if, like if a client say is like making me like my mental health struggle, I won't take them as a client anymore. It's just if there's something out there that's, you know, making me feel like that, I will leave. So basically just kind of everything was wrong with me at that point. I talked too loud in the salon, which I don't know how you can talk too loud in a salon. Just kind of like made me feel like bad about myself. And it was funny how it was the weekend after I had just got back from teaching my first class ever. And, uh, and it just, I don't know. So that all happened. And I was like that I remember and it was the morning. Of course, I had like a full book of people. I remember right after that, I went to my car and started like just crying. And I because I knew the minute after that conversation ended, I knew that I wasn't staying there Um, just because I can't be around people that I feel like don't like me. And it's not that they don't like me. It's it's just that in my brain, they're telling it. That's what it sounds like in my brain. And I know that they don't not like me. I just feel like I there was just some tension, obviously. So anyway, um, I don't know if it's because of what I was doing. Um, but anyway, I make TikToks in her salon. She didn't like my TikToks. So basically, I wasn't allowed to film my TikToks anymore. So I was like, I'm, I wasn't allowed to film them the way that I wanted to film them anymore. And that was where that led to. And I was like, well, I'm going to choose that in the way that my career is taking me other than the salon, you know, um, it just wasn't like a supportive thing. My TikTok wasn't supported, I guess, in that sense. I don't know. Sucks. Anyway, not a big deal. Um, brought me to where I am today. So no bad blood at all. It's all fine. Uh, but yeah, that day I actually called that day. I literally called these, I called one of my good friends, um, that owned a boutique and this boutique was in a salon that I worked at, um, right before the salon I was at now. Um, so I called and I was like, do you think that she'll let me come back? And she was kind of telling me, she's like, 
I don't know if she'll let you like come back. She's like, I don't know if there's any open chairs, but she's like, you know what there is. She's like, there's a studio that I used to get my eyelashes done at. And she just left that studio. And it was one that had um, these, it was, it was a nice studio. Anyway, um, I was like, okay. So I instantly called the studio and I was like, Hey, can I come look at this place? She's like, yeah, that's crazy that you called because, um, like these never become available. So there in the studios that I worked at, there was a ton of studios, but there was only three or four that had a door to outside to where you literally had your own parking lot. It was like, it was like you had your own salon basically. Like there was a door to a parking lot. Um, so she was like, yeah, you can come look at it today. I ended up getting it that day. Cause I was like, there's no other option here. I have to get this. And it, and it was a beautiful, it was like, a, it was a nice place. Um, so it, it was weird how everything happened and it was so stressful, but it all happened so perfectly, like so perfectly. Like, why would that studio randomly be open on that day when it's never, this girl had been in that studio for 11 years. Wow. And left. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so that's my sign. I take things that I'm, I'm a very like, I take things as my sign. So if it feels right, I'm like, okay, that's my sign to go do it. Um, so I did that, that weekend, my boyfriend actually, I don't know if he took off work. I think he did. And he painted my whole studio for me. Cause I, I had to cancel all my clients for the rest of the week. So I had to have somewhere to put them like immediately. And so, yeah, he painted it for me. I got, I, I love decorating. So I get that shit done quick. It's one of my favorite things to do. So it was so fun for me. I spent that entire weekend just getting all of my stuff done, had all this stuff shipped. I think I took a couple more days off and then I finished it probably in like a week or so and then started there. And yeah, it was great there. Here we are now. Yeah, it's crazy. Dude, I it was a roller coaster of a ride this summer. What's you know what's even fucking crazier about this? Exactly what you just described is exactly how my journey to get my salon that I own. I owned a salon. That's how exactly how I got it. Really? Exact, exactly the same situation. Oh my God. The owner, she, I'm going to say it. People don't like to see other people succeed. They don't yeah. people that have insecurities that project. And I'm not speaking on specific people. I'm just making a blanket statement. That's kind of, Yeah. People just mm-hmm. don't want to see people win. And when they see people win, they get they get upset. You know, oh, you talk too loud. Oh, yeah. they start picking away at, at beautiful. Ch- I was, yeah, it was crazy. To make themselves feel better. And Which is so crazy. Exactly- and now that you say that, that makes so much more. Because it yeah. was, it was you talk too loud. It was you're always in the way with your filming. It was just picking yeah. apart. But that was never an issue. Or so that's why well, probably was. with anybody else doing it it's because you oh, oh and you want to know the funny thing oh i mean but now everyone there films tiktok actually so that's why i'm like that's the only reason that i'm just like that just sucks but it's fine i mean it happens and like i said i have nothing against you know anyone at that salon anymore i'm i i kind of tend to let stuff go pretty easily i don't like to hold a grudge but it does suck at the time and i mean that's what happened and a lot of people, and I know, you know, everyone has their sides of the story, but I mean that, I mean, why else would I up and leave my salon? I mean, come on. Right. So yeah, it's crazy. So but. yeah, so very, very exact same situation. She was, my owner was being a fucking crazy bitch and um, I left her on the spot. I had, I had to get a police escort because she was crazy. 
And then my salon that I fell into, I was ready to give up hair. And she, the salon that I, I found, same exact thing. This girl who had been there forever, she was leaving. She it was mm-hmm. a space just like that. Like it, granted, it was, it was huge. And um, this owner, I was 19. And this owner was like, yeah, actually I have this spot available. Do you want it? And I was like, fuck yeah. Same exact thing. I decorated the place. I owned it for six years. I ended up actually remodeling it and um, condemning a wall. So I made it even bigger. She gave me more space. Like it was this whole thing. I had a whole team, yeah. I had a team of four hairdressers, an esthetician. Um, I had an, a, a nurse who did like lip filler and shit like that. Um, but ex- exact That's same thing. So cool. It's kind of like that sign is like, you are not in the position that you need to be in. Yep. You need to be surrounded by people that actually support your career and support mm-hmm. your growth instead of looking at your growth and being like, well, I hate them. You know, I don't like them or yeah, taking out their insecurities on yourself. And actually I deal with that now as being a part of a bigger group of people, as I'm a manager at my salon. And um, there are people that say that I have a very big personality and then I'm loud and then I cuss and I say, yeah. so fuck what, man? Either you get lost or you accept me for who I am or you can keep it pushing, dude. I don't give a fuck. I love that because I will say after that salon experience, when I left there, it really killed my, I don't think I posted on social media for like a little bit after that, that entire, that entire week of all that going on, I didn't post anything because I was so down on myself. And I remember Carter and like my little sister being like, are you okay and it, when someone just tells you that, like, you're almost too big of a personality and you're, you're too loud and you're too obnoxious to work in a salon, like, how am I too loud to work in a salon when there's a billion blow dryers and people talking? Like, I mean, it just, I mean, it just, like, really, I was like, is that actually, like, how everyone feels? So it, I, it kind of, like, hurt me. But, and then you come out of it thinking, like, okay, I kept pushing through and I was like, no, that's, it's better off. <laughs> not a Honestly, you, it's a reflection of them. Yeah. And if so there are people, people that will accept you for who you are and there are people that won't. And it is yeah. definitely the hardest lesson I personally have had to learn. And obviously yourself. Yeah. Um, it's kind of unfortunate to fathom people that don't accept you for who you are. Cause we accept people for who they are. All shapes, sizes, matters, and them all. Yeah. I know I'm exactly. a very accepting person and it sounds like we are I'm learning that we are basically the same person. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm learning that too. <laughs> um, but it's a um, too, and like you're, you are naturally just loud, and yeah, you are definitely a cup of tea, but not for everybody, and that's okay. Exactly. Yep. But it's it's just honestly, like it's just it's not fair to always have to accept people, but no one accepts you. Yeah. So then, then at one point, I always tell people, at one point, your brain just like switches, and you're like. I'm just going to be myself. I don't give a fuck. There's so many people in this world. Go find someone yeah. that, you, that you fucking like then. I don't know. It's not me. If it's not me, it's fine. Um, but yeah, um, another thing that sucked is I I never talked about the salon situation because uh, honestly, I was just kind of like afraid to because they made me like kind of like afraid to talk about it. I know now that like there's I, I, I should be allowed to talk about what has happened to me or like why? Because so here's the thing. I posted a TikTok once about what happened with my salon. Nothing specific, just kind of like the basics. I get asked all day, every day. And in my brain, now that I have this following and all of these people that look up to me, I wanted it to be more as a lesson for them to know that you can come back from something like that and you can come out stronger than you were. And 
I actually, every person from my salon that I worked at commented on the video and made me like texted me, like just was so mean to me about the video and telling me that I was wrong, that that didn't happen. I'm like, the only person who knows what happened is me and the owner. And everyone else is just acting like they know like what happened. But of course, because they work there and that's, you know, I would, I would also do that for my boss too, you know, like kind of stick up, but like, I, I mean, it was just, it was so bad to the point where I deleted the video. And I now that looking back, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Um, because there were so many people, there were so many texts that I got saying like, thank you so much for like doing that because I also had a bad salon experience and I got to talk to so many people about their salon experiences. And even from just that couple of hours that that video was up and then I, yeah, I ended up deleting it because they told me that I wasn't allowed to shit on their small business because of my following. And I was like, this has nothing to do with your business. I'm not saying that the salon is bad in one bit. I love the salon. It's a beautiful place. I'm just saying Sometimes some people just can't see eye to eye on things and can't, if you can't accept a person, for, I, I, I'll just leave, you know, I'll, it, it just, it came off like really, so that experience came out very bad. That's why I've never talked about it probably until now. And I, the reason I feel comfortable to talk about it now is I've moved on. I've moved to a different state. When I lived in Illinois, I didn't want to talk about it because I was still in the same area as all of them. I didn't want it to be like, a huge war every single time. I like, I'm afraid to leave my house because I'm going to see one of these people I used to work with. Um, so yeah, moving away has actually like released some of that. And I, that's how I'm able to get over that. And I don't have a grudge anymore and I'm fine with everything, but yeah, I did try to talk about it once, but <laughs> it didn't work out. I've learned that with social media in particular, um, a lot of times you gotta wait for the dust to settle no matter how mm-hmm. works. And that's a whole other thing with, with this career and with, being that's what I learned with that experience you gotta wait for the dust to settle because otherwise people are gonna think you're attacking them even though yes you're just expressing how you feel it's an everyday emotion yes but people are like oh you know whatever whatever well it's like you know if the shoe fits fucking lace it up and wear it yeah and and they were all they were all worried because they were they go now we have to explain to all of our clients what happened because of your dumb tiktok video blah 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 and I'm like what are you gonna tell them the truth of what happens or is that why you're mad Right. Or I wonder, like, I don't know. They were mad because they, now they had to explain to everyone why I left. And I'm like, I, I explained it for you, but. You can just show them the video. Yeah. So it just, I mean, I, I don't mean to like talk bad or make them look bad, but I mean, it just, that whole situation. We're, we've all gotten over it though. It's all, it's all good. <laughs> Regardless if it's good or not, it still caused you pain. <laughs> it did. It did oh. cause me pain. And I can't, and yeah, I guess that's true. I do try to just sweep it under the rug and make it act like it wasn't a big deal when it actually at the time was a very big deal for me and actually put me through some, a lot of stress, mm-hmm. but yeah, I like to, after the fact, I'm like, I think I'm always afraid to hurt other people, which is so hard because I never want to hurt anyone else. So it's, it's like when people hurt me, then I'm just like, Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, I keep all of my emotion in and it's, it's a very bad thing. Um, I don't, share show my emotions often at all i i've just kept it in ever since from a very young age i i grew up um my parents weren't like the very we're we're not they're not very affectionate people Mm. so whenever there was something wrong i couldn't go to someone you know so i've always held stuff in so that's just how i am and it's actually 
I like some people are always think it's a great thing. Some people are like, how can you just like have no emotion and not care about anything? And I'm like, it's, I don't think it's really that good of a thing. I think it's just built up to that. And it's not great in senses of relationships now. Um, Like my relationship with Carter, like it's hard for me to talk to people about stuff like that, about stuff that has hurt me because I try to just act like it wasn't a big deal, but like, you know, not to turn this into a therapy session. No, no, no. no. <laughs> the point of the podcast, I talk a lot, a lot about my childhood trauma and I talk a lot about that kind of stuff, but I allow you yes. guys to kind of dictate if you want to talk about it. I know. Oh, yeah. Like and I like, I've always been very open about it because of that reason, because I've, I've struggled with my mental health for a long time. It just recently started getting like better within like the last year or so, even last year um, before, like around this time, it wasn't that great, but yeah, I've always struggled with it, but I've always tried to be as open as possible about it because I know so many people nowadays struggle with the same stuff. And you never know what someone else is going through at home. People look at me and they probably think I come from this great home or this great, and it wasn't really necessarily the case like it you know mm-hmm. and it yeah like I don't that's part of the reason like I left Illinois I don't have necessarily I hate to say like I don't have a family there but I don't have like that close-knit relationship that other people have you know and so it was a little bit easier for me to pick up and leave I mean it was hard to leave my boyfriend and my dog but that's what I felt like I had to do um so yeah just move you know on. yeah to move on I wanted the next chapter I was ready for it I'm now so focused on my career and yeah. I, uh, I don't speak to my family, so I yeah sympathize. With- yeah. It's, I hate talking. I hate, cause I, I don't know. I never know if anyone's listening to it, but it's just, you know, yeah. I never, yeah. It's, I know we don't have to get into that, but just know yeah. that I, I don't speak to my family when I moved across, when I got in my car <laughs> we literally are the same people. Damn. Oh my, I got my car. What, what's the date? Let's see. That's so funny. The day after it was a day after Thanksgiving. So it would have been what the 25th black Friday on November 25th. It'll be a year that I got in my car and I never looked back. I never talked to anybody. Wow. I, yeah. I laid it all yeah, out. That was a car. very similar thing of what happened. Um, the right before I moved, stuff went to shit with like family and it just it that is something that pushed me and wanted me to move even quicker because I was like I just can't there's nothing in this town anymore that's left for me I love my clients I love my boyfriend my dog but there's nothing like that should stop me from wanting to live my dreams and I don't have you know I've that's another thing of why I'm just the you know type of like just so independent because I've never had that you know, type of people like there. I've never had that family. Yes. So like my, my siblings and I are very close, but yeah. So that kind of, well, I'm kind of glad we're kind of shifting into this then because this, this can shift the conversation because I feel like a lot of people, well, I, I experience this. A lot of people glorify what I have. A lot of people glorify Mm -hmm oh my gosh, like you've really built a name for yourself and you build all this, you know, you do all this content, you do this, you do that, you do, how do you stay so driven? How do you stay so focused? How do you, how do you just do this? And I tell them, if only you knew the way that I was raised and if only you knew what it took to get here, you would think differently. Yes. The point of the podcast is to talk about that because yes, 
you have it all. You do education. You 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 flew across mm-hmm. the country. You moved to Florida. You know, like you you've established this. You've done this. You've done that. But like, I think the number one thing that for my listeners to listen to to remember, while it may seem like this dream life, you have to remember what happened for yes. those things to happen. Mm-hmm. You know. I feel like a lot of people forget that. And a lot of people like to use their social media as like this facade, this like glorious thing. And it's not to say that you don't, but it's to say like to, uh, to everybody, I think it is so important that we understand why we do the things that that we do. And to also to shed the vulnerability, like you Mm -hmm. saying that, I'm sure probably someone's going to be listening and be like, oh, wow. I yeah, about exactly. Her. I'm sure no one knows any of this about. Me. I've like literally never talked about it, so it's no. really great to like kind of like finally comes out, let it out, and it's and it's one of those things. Where a lot of people, I get so many like comments or people being like, "You live my dream life. I wish I lived your life," and I'm like, "No, you don't." <laughs> like, it's like you know, I don't know. So. I, was just I mean, it's being like, I promise you, you don't want to open that can of worms. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a lot. I don't know. Like there's some granted, like that's, I feel like the stuff that's happened though, it's why I work so hard on my career. Cause it's kind of like what saved me anyway, Yeah, is my career. That's mm-hmm. the only thing that I have, like, that I really feel like very passionate about and what I feel like, um, that's why I put all of my time and energy towards it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's, it's. When you, that's all you know though. Too, you know? Yeah. But it's good though that you recognize like, okay, mental health, like the number one thing that I preach about with straight out of Cosmo with my education is mental health. Mm-hmm. So remembering that, you know, we have to be true to ourselves. You have to make sure that you are okay before you do anything. Yes. Um, and also too, like to remember that the clients, when they sit in your chair, they might be dealing with mental health. They also might be dealing with yeah. a lot of stuff that it's kind of our job to help them decipher like a little bit. We are therapists, you know, like yeah. we have to have some of those social cues mm-hmm. and social awareness and that emotional intelligence to be able to help other people. But you got to yep. make sure you are okay. Exactly. People, you know? Exactly. That's so, that's so true. 100%. Um, so let's, let's shift this. Let's go back. Let's go back to her. We don't have to get into the deep dive of mental health and all that trauma, but, um, so now you're in Florida and now I feel like you are like not in limbo, but like you're you're kind of like you're on the up and up, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of in this position where you can quite literally do whatever the fuck it is you want to do. Yeah. What's, what does that look like for you? Like, how does that feel? Um, you mean in like the like how like in social media everywhere? Like you, you're like not saying you weren't on your own before, but like you're on your own, like you're by yourself, like you're you're doing like yeah. Like what does that look so, like? I remember this feeling. That's why I'm like, what does this look like for you? It's so crazy. I know it's such a fun. It's such a fun thing. So I, like I said, really want to do online education. My brand when before I even moved to Florida, it's almost like I manifested moving to Florida because my brand at home had always been very beachy and like palm trees like my logo outside of my studio yeah what'd you say you used to go to florida a lot yes i loved florida so my sister actually lives in florida okay so um i would visit her i started visiting her a lot once i finally had the money to she's 10 years older than me so she moved here when i was like eight she moved here when i was 11 years older than my little brother (laughs) (laughs) that is so funny lives in Pensacola that's hilarious no way okay yes so um so so yeah she's 10 years so she moved out when I was 
very young. And I, so I never really got to know my sister that well. And, um, so when I got old enough to start visiting her, I started visiting her when I was like 20, because that was like the first time I ever flown, which is crazy because I was so scared to fly. And now I fly like every other weekend. It's insane. Um, it's crazy how that happens. But anyway, that was like my first time visiting her. And I had, I remember, um, I love like her lifestyle and I just loved like her life here. And I just, from the moment, like I would like stay at her house. I'm like, I, I like, I love this place. I remember vividly last January or last April around that time, very recently, not even like over like a year ago. Um, me and Carter got back to Chicago and we were on our way home and I was crying in the car right home because I want, I just didn't want to be back in Illinois. I didn't want to be back. It just didn't, I didn't, I don't love it there. It's my hometown. I just, you know, I, there's so many, there's good things, there's good memories, but there's also very bad memories in my hometown. And I just like, I was just so over it at that point and seeing my sister live this life and living, living the life that like I wanted, <laughs> um, it was very, it was a hard thing to have to go through. And last year around this, around this time, I, that was in my brain, that was never going to be a reality for me ever because I felt like I was never going to be able to save up enough money to be able to move out on my own. I had never lived on my own before. I've been living with, um, I lived with Carter's mom for three years right after I moved out. Uh, when I was 18, I moved into Carter's mom's house with him. So I lived with him for years. Um, and so, yeah, I've never been on my own completely. Uh, me and him got our own place for, we had it for, um, a year, but it was more so like his, you know, house, like, um, but yeah, I forget where I was going with that. Uh, going to Florida, like you've, you've lived on, you didn't really live on your own. You're a little nervous about moving. To yeah. Florida. So, so then I, um, yeah, so I would get so sad on the way home. I just really loved it there. And anyway, fast forward, I started making my own money. I started really saving up. It was something that I really wanted to make a reality. And this was something that I had been very honest with Carter about from the minute, like we got our own place together and we started, we started dating. I purposely didn't put my name on our house because I didn't know if I wanted to stay there. I didn't want to feel tied down there, you know? And so he knew that I, he knew that it was a possibility that I was going to move somewhere because I didn't see myself living there forever I'm young and I would explain this to him all the time. And I'm like, I want to go experience. I've always weirdly don't know why I had always wanted my own apartment. Mm -hmm. That was something ever since I was, you know, at living in my parents, I was like, I always wanted my own apartment. I don't know why it was just. So when I started dating Carter, um, I told him like, I want my own, like, I want to get like an apartment. And I don't know what it is with an apartment. I know it's financially smarter smarter to buy a house. And like, that's what he wanted to do. But I, again, didn't want to be tied down somewhere. So he ended up getting a house, which worked out perfect in the end. I wasn't in a lease or anything. I could just like leave whenever I wanted to. But yeah, it's so funny because now I'm I'm living that that dream that I had that long ago. It's crazy. So uh, I too, again, there's, these similarities are fucking weird to me. <laughs> Um, we're like soul sisters I've never wanted to own a house I never wanted a house I don't like I grew up yeah in like I moved I ended up moving into a bigger house and I never liked it I like my apartment is it's this is my apartment you know like yeah 
my media room is in my office. It's a mess right now, but I didn't, I don't care. Like it, it's, it's small. It's cozy. Mm-hmm. That's what I love. We very, we have very similar taste and decor. Like if you were to see the rest of my house. Yeah. It's kind of like that same thing, like that independence. It's just, it's very, it's very safe. Like I feel very safe in my little cozy mm-hmm. space, you know? And I love, and I, and I don't mind being alone. So I yeah, feel like I being alone. it was very like speaking to me. I obviously love my boyfriend and love my dog, yeah. but like it was, honestly, I was like excited to be somewhere by myself because I had never experienced that before. And it's something that I like when I was younger, I just like sit in my bedroom by myself, like all the time. I was one of those, like, just, you know, um, so yeah, it was, it was exciting for me. And I brought it up to Carter for real this summer. And I was, and he is such a great person because he, if I feel like I wouldn't be where I am right now, if he wasn't as accepting and as, um, and as like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like supportive. Yeah. yeah. If he wasn't as supportive as he was. um, And obviously it was a sad thing that, you know, I wanted to move, but at the end of the day, he, we both saw it as a good thing. And he saw it as this is like my dream. This is my goal. If he wanted to have came with me, he could have came with me. If I wasn't telling him he can't come, Um, yeah. but he has his own life there. We both have our own dreams. We've been together since we're 17. So we both have going, dating someone from when you're 17 and going through your, like your early twenties together is the hardest and most changing time of your entire life. Me and Carter are not the same people that we were like a couple of years ago. We're completely different people. So we both have these dreams and these goals that have just developed over the last couple of years. So he knew that this was one of mine. So when I brought up the idea that I wanted to go to Florida Cause I had been making my own money this summer. Um, it wasn't like a shocking thing. Like it was, a, it was a fine, it was a good thing. So um, yeah, that was in, that was over the summer. And then in July, the end of July, I called my sister and I was like, Hey, can I come stay with you for a little bit at the end of August and like look for places? And she, the weirdest thing ever is I vividly remember oh, probably two years ago, I was in Florida with my sister and my my little sister. So I have a, with my older sister lives here and I have a little sister too. And we were in Florida visiting her. And I vividly remember her saying, if any of you want to come move down here, like, like, please let me know so that you can stay with me and we can like figure it out. Because she wanted, like I said, we, we didn't really get to know each other growing up, you know, and she's, she's not close with my parents at all. So it's, um, we never really saw her that often. So I never really got to know her. So, um, when she said that, that stuck in my head for years in the back of my mind, I'm like, she said that I can come stay with her and I can find a place. And she was like showing me places that day. And so then two years later, I'm calling her and I'm like, Hey, I actually want to move there. So of course, all the questions I, August, no, end of August, I came here, everything fell into place again everything. My apartment fell into place. I, I wasn't supposed to look at apartments until that Monday. Randomly, I get an email that Friday night, that this Saturday, that there's this apartment building that is doing some sip and see, and they had deals going on. And I go and I find my apartment that day. And I'm like, okay, this is happening. Cause that fell into my lap and it worked out perfectly. And then I, um, went to find a salon suite. And I, I DM some hairstylists before I moved here and I became like, I was talking to them and I was like, Hey, do you, um, do you guys know of any salons or like, do you know any studios? Because I really didn't want to go back to a salon. I ever, ever since that, I, I have nothing against salons, but something in my brain 
won't let me work at a salon again just because I'm scared. I just like, I don't, you know, I want to go through that. And, and I'm a very, like I said, I do, now that my social media is such a big thing, I didn't want to be that bitch walking in with a tripod and a, a salon full of people and just like, oh, who's this girl, you know? So I didn't even want to deal with it. So found these friends. They showed me this salon studio, fell into my lap again. It was just like, I remember texting Carter. I was like, yeah, it's it's happening. Like I'm moving in a month. It was a month. I gave myself a month and I was, because I wanted to go as soon as possible. So I remember when I was setting my apartment lease, I was like, I I want to do it like as soon as you can. So um, that ended up all working out. And then, yeah, next thing you know, drove down here. <laughs> but September, that whole month, because I didn't move in until October 1st. So I came to Florida end of August. So the whole month of September was hell. Um, That was when I had to, it, it was a whole month of explaining myself to everybody. I had to explain why I'm leaving my boyfriend and my dog. Why? Like, because everyone there took it as a bad thing. They're like, why are you leaving him? Like, why are you, like, what are you doing? And I, I kind of had to explain this myself as best as I could uh, to where people probably, a lot of people don't understand it. Um, but when your career is doing good, especially on social media, I feel like you need to take advantage of it as soon, like you need to take advantage of it now. Social media is a thing that may not be here. You don't know when it's ever going to end, you know? And um, so as I'm growing, I want to be able to grow to my full potential. And that wasn't going to happen there. So, and a lot of people, um, I get a lot of shit from friends, you know, family, whatever. But at the end of the day, it was just my own decision. And Carter was supportive about it. He drove me down here 22 hours of a drive and he flew back home. And yeah, it's been, and we've been making it work and it's been good. So anyone who, wow. yeah, it's quite how's the story. It, how's it, uh, how does it feel to put yourself first? Honestly, it's been so, it's been so great. Cause I feel like it's never, I don't know. I remember in cosmetology school, I never, I would tell myself, like, you don't have anything that gives me a drive to wake up in the morning. It gives me anything that I'm like excited about or like passionate about. I just, I felt so lost. And I felt like that even a year ago today, I remember like I would come home from work and I would just like, I just didn't know where I wanted to take it. I knew that I've always wanted to do something bigger just than being behind the chair, which there's nothing wrong with just being behind the chair. But I, um, in my brain and the way that my brain works, I always have to be doing something. I have to be, or else I fall into this like depression and I, I have to, you know, I always have to be doing something. So, um, I, yeah, that's when I started taking my TikTok a lot more seriously. I came to Stu. I was like, Hey, I want to do these classes. I've been wanting to teach classes he had been teaching for ages. So, um, I was like, yeah, I, I just wanted some advice from him. But that, at that time I had visited him once and a lot of people love seeing us together. And he brought up the idea. He's like, why don't we do them together? And then that's where that kind of took off. But yeah, that, that was something when I finally started teaching and when I finally started being myself on social media and that is what like, I finally felt like, okay, I actually have something that I'm like excited for. And like that I actually like get, you know, you know, like I wake up like now that I have my own apartment, it's pushed me to, um, I was, I was kind of like a piece of shit at home with like, at like with Carter's house, because I knew that if I didn't do the stuff, he would do it. Mm -hmm. And it was such a bad like mindset and no one understands it. 
so I always, I always like, uh, when people call other people like lazy or like something, I'm like, you never know. Because like, I wasn't like lazy, but there's something, if I wasn't motivated, I just, I couldn't do anything. And it honestly, me moving out by myself, um, I was excited to see myself finally, hopefully, and it's been very good, like get out of that. And I, and everything has just been really great now. And I, I just feel like a new person, really. Yeah. You sound, yeah. you sound excited. Like you sound like you found a calling, like you found, you, you followed, you followed the path. You know? Yes, I did. I really did. And I, I'm very like proud that I did it. I remember a week after I moved here, I was like, wow, the fuck did we end up here? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I still, I still like look at, like, I look outside in the morning. I'm like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. it's crazy. But yeah, I still, it's- I still deal with that. Like living in California, I still yeah. wake up every day and I'm like, how the fuck did I? I am so that? glad that that feeling like doesn't go away. Cause I, I was like, cause people are like, no, the palm trees, they're like, it'll all that feeling would go away I'm like I sure the fuck hope it doesn't because I th- I just don't think it will I I genuinely love it here <laughs> it, well plus it's it's one of those things that people if you don't understand the fire that where that comes from yeah you can't explain it yes and uh, yeah I I had a lot of people in my corner like not rooting for me that my parents didn't support my career they didn't support me at all I moved out when I was 16 like mm-hmm. I I had to, it was all the odds against me, you know? Um, and even so, like trying to explain myself, like, why the fuck would you want to live across the country and, sh- and you know, move away from a, a booming salon and like all this shit? I'm like, because it doesn't serve a purpose and you don't yep. understand that. I don't expect you to. Exactly. You need to understand that I have to go. I have yep. to leave. I cannot be here. And- I got so much shit for leaving my studio. They're like, you literally just opened it two months ago. Oh, and I'm like, <laughs> well, and the weird, weird thing that worked out with that too, is that my studio that I was at didn't like, I didn't have like a lease with them. It's nice. So I didn't either. I never had a lease. Yeah. So I wasn't I tied there. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't, that was, that was another reason. That was another thing in my head. I'm like, that's a sign. Yeah. Most all, always, you always have to sign a lease for like a year or something. Always. So I was, I was like, no, if I can leave, I'm, I'm fucking leaving. Right. So a lot of people were just like, why would you leave? You literally just, people thought that that was like my salon. Like, I mean, it kind of looks like it, but it was, it was like a room. I was like, how do you, I mean, just a studio, but yeah. Well, that's career suicide. No, it's career suicide. It's staying here. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's funny. That's a big difference. Yeah. Um, I, I, there's two more questions I want to ask and then we can, we can wrap this up. Okay. Um, but so I sympathize with a, that whole journey and B starting over and starting a clientele. I already know the answer to this question, but obviously when people hear it from me, they're like, Oh, okay. Maybe they need to hear it from somebody else. How did you build a clientele being that you moved from your hometown to a totally different state, not knowing anybody, not knowing clients, not having a name out in Florida. How did you do it? So honestly, (laughs) yeah, uh, exactly. Honestly, it's my TikTok. I mean, and also, um, I was very confident with my work and myself. And I knew that, you know, if, because I was a little nervous that I I didn't know how many people from Florida followed me. You know, you don't know that. 
So um, I marketed myself a month before I moved so that I could start building a book before I moved there so that I didn't just move here and just be like, what now? Because um, that would have stressed me out and I would have like been spiraling. So I made sure that I had somewhat of a book before I moved here. And that, that was why I went to Florida a month before I actually moved so that I could have an idea and know exactly like what this is going to look like for me. Um, that's that's my biggest advice if anyone's moving to a different state is to go to where you want to move before you actually move there and figure out exactly like where you want to live, where you want to work and figure out what you want your life to look like and like and then make the jump and like do it. Um, and once everything's set in stone, you can start posting being like, OK, I'm taking clients in this area. Remember, I made a TikTok and it's like, yeah, I'm moving to Florida. And so many of my clients, it's so funny. They it's so, it's so crazy. They'll come to me and um, they'll be like, I literally was going to fly to Illinois to come and get my hair done by you. And then I see you post on social media that you're moving 10 minutes away from my house. And I'm like, wow. I was like, that's your sign. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. So. So the number one thing that I want to drive home with this, because I get asked this a lot about my journey, because I, I, I built a full clientele in three months. Um, and I started, I was not on TikTok prior to moving to California. And when I moved to California, mm -hmm. that's when I got on TikTok. And then that's, as soon as I got to California, I started posting on TikTok, sort of posting like a motherfucker, you know, just hair videos and me and content and just all this shit. And the, what Lexi's saying is just post, just post yes. online, just be adamant on social media, tell people, you know, say, Hey, I'm moving to, I'm moving to this state, you know, start looking at different hashtags, look at different um locations look at the location that you're at go look at yeah. you know look follow at people that live in that area getting it's all about getting your name to show up yes that's it mm -hmm. and it's it's crazy as everyone's like oh it's not that easy no it really is though it is yeah. so easy to just get on your social media and be like hey i'm moving to this place people are going to tell people hey there's this hairdresser that i've been following uh, and I, my, my best friend lives in Florida. So I'm going to text yeah. my best friend. You hey, never know. My Lexi's moving to Florida. You should go see her. Like that's literally the craziest shit about social media. Yep. And, that like, you never I, know. That you never know. Yep. And you never know who's going to see it. So you might as well just post it just in case. And it's, yeah. Um, I, uh, I now, you know, built the following. I built the clientele. I have people that fly to me. I have people that wait months. I have you know, just this crazy clientele that I've always wanted, you know, A and B, mm -hmm. I've designed this dream life that I've always wanted. And it was because you had, you had this opportunity to start fresh, to restart and to redesign how you did everything. You know, Yeah. I feel like I wanted to take this as I wanted, I, I was too comfortable yeah. in Illinois it was easy. and you're not, and I hate to say it, um, but if you're too comfortable, like you got, something's got to change. Um, it's, you want to push yourself out of that and not saying I like to feel uncomfortable, but that's, what's gotten me to where I am today is doing things that have made, I would have never thought that I would be teaching classes in front of 40 people every other weekend, because I, in high school, if I was up in, at a class teaching a presentation, my voice would be shaking so bad. I was so nervous. I was, I was way more shy. 
um, like in high school. And I was like a different person. So I, when I thought about when me and Stu, like we're talking about these classes, like it like sounded good. But in the back of my head, I was like, are you actually going to do this? And I would talk to everyone and they're like, no, but maybe it'll be easier talking about something that you actually know and are passionate about. And that, and it, it is, it's a lot easier. The, the presentations in high school, when you're talking about something that you know nothing about, yeah, it's going to make you nervous because you don't, and like, I don't even know why it would make you nervous. Like me looking back now, I wish I could go back and I'd be like whipping out those presentations like nothing. But yeah, now I, yeah, I just, I would have never thought and it's crazy, but that's what you have to do. You have to push yourself out of your comfort zone or else it's not going to happen. <laughs> Pain is growth and growth is never comfortable. Growth mm-hmm. only comes from being uncomfortable. Growth does not come from a place of being complacent. Complacency is uh, complacency is career social career suicide. Yep. Different between there's a difference between being safe and being comfortable. Being comfortable just means that you you are okay with what is going on. You're just settling. Safe mm-hmm. is meaning that you are safe with yourself. You feel good with yourself to keep being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And every situation with your career has to be uncomfortable in order for it to grow. And in order for it to progress, to go forward, there's no step that's ever backwards. Even if you do come from a toxic salon or even shit hits the fan. If you look at every single situation as what can I learn from this? It's never Mm -hmm. good or bad. It's either good or sorry. No, it's never lose or win or win or lose. It's always win or what can I take away from this? Yeah. How can I grow from this? You didn't lose. You just, you got to redirect how you look at these things. Cause I mean, you could have easily let that situation with your salon dictate how the next moves in your career go. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Didn't want to. Exactly. I could have, I could have literally just been like taking the next couple of weeks off and cried about it. The fact that she, you know, and that's not what happened. And uh, yeah, I, um, I used to, what I've realized throughout all of this is that nothing is as bad as it actually seems. Yep. And the second that I do something, um, so when I was starting the shadowing program, I was so nervous to take shadowers for no reason, because it's one of the best things that I've been doing. And I've only had like, I think I've had four so far since moving here. And that was one of my biggest goals with moving to Florida is I wanted to do a shadowing program because people could take a vacation here and shadow me when they're here for a day. And that's what it's turned into. I had a girl from Dallas today um, come and shadow me at work. So that is just, and it's not, and it's, and it's not as bad as I worked myself up for these things to be. So my online education, I've been wanting to do this, do something that I've never done before. And I want to do some, not like a production, but like, I want it to look very put together. The video that I put out to market my um, online education. And I've never, you know, and now that I live here, like on the beach and stuff, I'm like, I'm literally right next to like my whole like vibe of my entire brand. And I would be stupid and not take advantage of it and come out with this amazing, like, you know, thing. So that's the next thing that I'm doing that's extremely uncomfortable for me that I haven't done yet, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> it's so, it's, yeah, it's so fucking, it's so weird too. I, I yeah. know, like, I know the feeling too, like being like the face of this brand and people believing in you and like wanting to fly to you and like wanting to pay you f- to learn from you and like wanting mm-hmm. to do, like wanting to invest in you because you haven't had anybody to invest in you you didn't yes. have anybody supporting the I mean you did you know but not 
not to the caliber that I'm talking about, you know? No, yeah, yeah, exactly. Now you do. And now they're just strangers and they just, they believe in you so much. And it's like, whoa, yeah. like, is there an ulterior motive to this? Like, do you really want to help me? It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's wrap this up. Um, it's kind of cool that this conversation did not go the way that I thought it was going to. Um, I hope you <laughs> guys, bad thing. <laughs> so, this is great. This is great. I hope you guys learn about Lexi, um, as well as I did. Um, and just learning that, you know, this person who you might idolize, who you might look up to, who you might, you know, just drool over is also in fact, still a human and still yeah. just a normal human being, you know, at the end of the day, but Lexi, if you could share one piece of advice, what would it be? I would say to always stay confident in your work, especially like in every sense of life. Confidence is key. And I really mean that when you're, even if you're walking down the fucking street and you're, you know, you're just like not confident, you know, you don't like what you're wearing. But if you're wearing something that you even feel it, if you're wearing something that you like or you're confident in your outfit, your entire mood changes. So I would always say that confidence is key, especially when it comes to doing hair too um, on the hair side of things. I think that um, when you're confident in your work and what you're putting out there, people are attracted to that. So just always be proud of what you're putting out. Don't look at everything on social media and think that... um, don't compare yourself to that because everyone starts somewhere. The best hairstylist started at the bottom too. So it's kind of like, you just have to stay confident with yourself and be happy with what you're doing and what you're putting out there at this moment. Um, Cause I was proud of myself for the littlest things that I was doing a couple years ago. And now if she were to see me today, it would be a crazy different story. So yeah. My favorite saying people is comparison is the biggest form of theft. Yeah. Yep. It's important to celebrate every single little step as well as every big step. Exactly. For you to appreciate big steps, you got to appreciate the small ones. Exactly. Yep. You got to appreciate those first or it's, yeah. It's not going to, you'll never, you never actually truly appreciate where you are. Yep. Exactly. Oh man, guys, this interview uh, was awesome. Um, I learned <laughs> a lot about Lexi. I learned that we are in fact actually the same person. Yeah, that was crazy. I can't wait to put that in the, the podcast description and just be like, yeah, if you guys want to learn more about me. Just listen to Lexi, you know, literally. Um, uh, uh, I was glad I got to let it all out. It's I, sometimes uh, there's people that kind of bring it out of you, you know? Yeah. Cause I obviously I give a fuck and I'm like, Hey, so tell me your problems, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think like a fucking it's a good therapy, therapy session. Yeah. <laughs> um, but guys, here is your your good reminder when listening to this podcast and with any interview that you listen to and any rant that I put on this podcast is it it is normal to fail. It is normal to have these bad situations. It's normal to hate your work. It's normal mm-hmm. to not have confidence. It's normal to not have clients. It's normal to be lost. It's normal to not know what fucking direction your life is going in. It is absolutely normal. It's actually, the cool thing is it's actually a part of the whole thing. It's part of the plan. We did not get to where we are by having this like perfect, methodical, well thought out plan that nothing bad ever happened. It was just always perfect. That is, that is the furthest thing from the truth. And 
the whole reason behind the fuck you mentality is at the end of the day, fuck you, I'm doing me. I'm always going to do what's best for me, whether it's going to hurt somebody else's feelings or it's, it's going to progress me in another way. Cause I've gotten to a point in my life that no one protected my feelings. So why should I protect theirs? You know? And, and, and just speaking to these situations with like bad ownership and working with people, you know, it's that situation. They don't protect your feelings. So why am I protecting theirs? You know? Um, Cause at the end of the day, again, the only person you have is yourself. And it's really important that when you step into this, this world, this, this realm of being self-made and being an entrepreneur and being the face of a brand that is you, the number one thing you have to remember is yourself, your, your mental health, your confidence, your well-being, all of these things. It doesn't fucking matter what it happens to other people. It's important that you remember that these steps that you take are benefiting you. And of course, the people that you love, but more importantly, you kind of how Lexi said, she has a boyfriend. She has this beautiful relationship that she left behind in her hometown to progress. That is important. It's a really you have to find yourself, and I yeah, you got to find yourself to be able to. If I even you know, if I were to have stayed, there's no way that that would have worked because I wouldn't have been happy with myself. Right. So it would have transpired transpired into your relationship, and I'm sure now exactly. your relationship is, is changing for the better because yeah. you're by yourself. You know exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's that was a cool thing that I wanted to point out is just how it takes a lot of courage it takes a lot of strength to be able to walk away from stuff like that yes um, yeah you know, it's, it's, definitely not an easy thing to do at all no but it's it's normal and it's supposed it's supposed to hurt it is mm-hmm. but just knowing that pain is growth and growth is never comfortable if you guys are whoever's listening needs guidance or help or just some kind of lost, listen to this podcast. If this, this is your sign, like this is the reality of what it takes to be successful. You have to make hard decisions. Yes, um, exactly. I'm going to stop ranting. I just wanted to kind of end it on that spiel. Kind of, I, I love that. That was a good, yeah. A great way to end you know, everything. Together. Yeah. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening to yet another episode of the fuck you mentality. All of Lexi's information is going to be in the description below. Her links where you can find her, where she's located, more things about her. Um, if you guys uh, love this podcast, make sure you subscribe to it. Uh, shoot us a DM. Tell, tell us how much you love the podcast. Share it on your stories. Tell the world about this podcast because it's the <laughs> best podcast ever. Anyway, yeah. um, goodbye, everyone. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time.